Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, a leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. On today's show, a grand opening was held this morning for a new fertilizer production facility in Rosetown, Manitoba, getting closer to completing harvest. Sasquatch released the latest market outlook, and I was down in the Ceylon area this morning as part of the 620 CKRM Ranch Roundup. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. This is Saskag today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young. Saskag today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. A new fertilizer production facility opened in Rosetown today. The AGT Soilios production facility is being dubbed as state-of-the-art and a beacon of modern agriculture with a focus on sustainability, carbon sequestration, and the principles of a circular economy. President and CEO of AGT Foods, Murad El-Khatib, explains the motive behind the moniker. Agriculture is one of the biggest emitters of carbon. You know, so when we look at it, our sector is actually, a, you know, a very big polluter. Yet it's the sector that has the most potential, in my mind, to be society's solution to climate change. So, you know, smart fertilization, you know, the use of micronutrients to boost yield, doing more with less is what this is all about. So, you know, as we look at boosting yields on the same amount of nitrogen fertilizer, better use of micronutrients, you know, what it does in in essence is it lowers the carbon intensity of the agricultural cropping system. Solios, we believe, will be a part of that smart fertilization and smart, you know, use of, uh, of biomass. The reason we use the word circular in in the way we kind of describe it is when you can take a waste byproduct and put it back into the soil to benefit the growth of the next crop, that's truly circular. It truly lowers the carbon intensity of agriculture, and that's what consumers are demanding. ESG, environment, social, and governance is demanding, and you know ultimately that's where we as agricultural companies need to go. The grand opening concludes what Lucent Biosciences CEO Michael Redick said was a long process. We are really looking to to make an impact in agriculture to support this transition towards uh, sustainability and food security. So we developed, for several years, we were developing um, a new type of fertilizer, uh, the fertilizer that we now call Solios. And in March 2020, um, we at that point were only able to make about one kilogram or something in the lab. 
we received a grant from the protein industry Canada Supercluster to scale this up to industrial scale. So that's actually what we did. And, and this project was done in collaboration with AGT Foods. So what, what the secret sauce here is, it's we developed the technology to upcycle cellulose material, co-products basically from food processing. So think about like lentils, beehills, oat holes, that type of material into, uh, in this case, a micronutrient fertilizer for zinc, iron, manganese, copper, uh, boron. And uh, so through 2020 and 2021, we basically scaled up from one kilogram a day to a ton a day. And then um, the next step after we achieved that here in our lab in, uh, in Vancouver, we partnered again with AGT uh, and Protein Industries Canada Supercluster to build the first actual manufacturing facility in, uh, in Rosetown. He went on to say the Soilios production facility isn't a brand new building. It's a repurposed AGT Foods building that was once decommissioned. GM of AGT Soilios, Jason McNamee, explained the fertilizer to be produced there. So the product we use that we'll be producing here is called Soilios. That's the brand name. And what it is, is we have found a way to attach crop nutrition products to cellulose in such a way that the crop nutrition doesn't tie up and it doesn't leach. And in fact, the product is water insoluble, uh, which is not like any other uh, crop input that you have. The benefit of our product is that the cellulose is mostly carbon. It's also a food source for your soil microbiome. So when your soil microbiome is cycling, which is your, it's warm enough and moist enough, it is looking for something to eat. And our fertilizer is actually a food source for your soil microbiome. So the soil microbiome liberates the nutrients in a bioavailable form where and when the crops need it the most, which allows you to uh, maximize your nutrient use efficiency as well as maximize the genetic potential of the seeds that you planted in the spring, resulting in a superior yield and a higher uh, ROI for the farmer. The facility will bring about 20 full-time jobs to Rosetown. The cost of the project is around $20 million. You're listening to Sask Ag Today. Coming up is Sask Wheat's Market Outlook. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch. For Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, size matters. So see Prairie 6 Inch eaves trough, your farm shop specialist, prairieeavestrough.ca. And Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Canadian wheat exports were robust in the first month of the 2022-23 crop year. Statistics Canada reports Canadian non-Durham wheat exports were 1.3 million tons in August. This is Michael Wilton with Mercantile Consulting Venture in Winnipeg. This is up 18% from last year, despite China taking just 37% of the tonnage they did last year in August. The strong export volume was largely driven by sales to the U.S. and Mexico, and exports to other countries were also 91% more than the same time last year. Weekly Canadian wheat exports were lower in shipping week 9 at 272,600 tons. Strong demand for high-quality wheat is supportive for Canadian values. Canadian elevators are shipping wheat quickly, but are having trouble sourcing additional tons, 
with the depressed prices. We have heard of elevators taking delivery of November-December contract wheat. Moving to Durham, Statistics Canada reports exports of just over 202,000 tons in August. Durham exports were strong to Morocco, the U.S., and other countries who do not usually import large volumes of Durham. These countries include Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, Costa Rica, and Nigeria. Dry conditions over much of the North American Durham growing region will result in a substantial decline in production. Official estimates show Durham production in North America is set to decline by 1.7 million tons in this crop year. Combined production in the U.S. and Canada is set to fall by 1.9 million tons, which will only be slightly offset by 200,000 tons of more Durham production in Mexico. Now, usually that would mean a huge bump in Canadian Durham values, but Russia and especially Turkey have been able to meet European Union demand. The EU has purchased a record 735,000 tons of Durham in the first 14 weeks of its crop year, with Turkey grabbing a 45% share. Wilton explains why Turkey has so much Durham in what normally would be a tight market. The Turkish government changed its policy to allow exports of pasta made from non-Durham wheat. This decreases Turkey's need for Durham, causing the country to export its Durham supplies at a discount to other origins. Total export commitments of Turkish Durham have surpassed 1 million tons as importing countries take advantage of the cheaper supplies in a year when stocks in importing countries is low. Turkey should run out of exportable supplies in the latter half of the marketing year. The Black Sea region remains confusing as the war between Russia and Ukraine drags on. There are about 20 vessels in or leaving Ukrainians' ports, and more are being booked. There are rumors of a Russian-backed Ukrainian vessel corridor, but these seem to be false. On the contrary, there are reports that Russia is putting mines in the Black Sea to deter vessels from sailing to Ukrainian ports. With this in mind, a Turkish cargo ship hit a mine in the Black Sea off the coast of Romania. The vessel was still managed to complete its journey to a port in the Danube. Michael Wilton is with Mercantile Consulting Venture in Winnipeg. His comments come from yesterday's Sasquatch Weekly Market Report. You're listening to Saskag today on 620 CKRM. Next is today's Ag Review. You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Shareholders in U.S. grain and agri-food giant Bungie have voted their advance approval of the company's plans to take up one of Canada's biggest grain industry players. Bungie has announced the results of an extraordinary general meeting of shareholders in which they approved the acquisition of Viterra and a related issue of about 65.6 million Bungie common shares. As outlined when the proposed deal was announced in June, Bungie's deal would see Viterra shareholders receive that amount of Bungie common shares, valued at about $6.2 billion U.S., plus about $2 billion U.S. in cash. Ultimately, Viterra shareholders would own about 33% of the merged company after a related share repurchase plan is complete. Bungie shareholder approval was among the closing conditions the company must meet, 
as well as regulatory approvals from several countries to close the deal as planned in mid-2024. The managed money net short position in Ice Futures Canola grew to its largest level in three and a half months in early October on a combination of long liquidation and new bearish bets going on the books. That's according to the latest Commitments of Traders report from the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission. As of October 3rd, the net managed money short position in Canola Futures came in at 45,573 contracts, an increase of about 11,000 contracts from the previous week. Open interest in the canola market rose by 9,637 contracts from the previous week at 312,236 contracts. At the Chicago Board of Trade, fund traders were still holding a net long position in soybeans, but it was down by about 12,500 contracts on the week at just under 26,000 contracts. A group of leaders in the agriculture and food industries is launching a national alliance to work toward achieving net zero in Canada's agri-food sector by 2050. The Canadian Alliance for Net Zero Agri-Food includes companies such as RBC, Loblaw and Maple Leaf Foods, as well as organizations like the University of Guelph's Arel Food Institute. The alliance says if the agri-food sector continues along its current trajectory, its emissions could reach 196 million metric tons by 2050, representing 19% of Canada's total emissions. The alliance's first two initiatives are focused on advancing climate-smart agriculture and growing a national network to produce biogas. David Hughes, CEO of nonprofit The Natural Step Canada, says that Canada is primed to become a global beacon of sustainable agriculture. The alliance says it's aiming to advance technology, policy, infrastructure and funding needed to help the agri-food sector work toward net zero. A Saskatchewan ag organization has launched a new communication service to keep farmers informed about how it is working for producers. Saskanola's new interactive texting service provides farmers with real-time and customized updates. Farmers can subscribe to the service by texting the word Saskanola to 1-877-241-7044. Subscribers can expect to receive about 10 messages per month. Producers who take advantage of this service will receive a weekly oilseeds market report from Marlena Borsch. They'll also receive Canola Watch, the organization's weekly during the growing season production newsletter, plus event and other updates. In addition, farmers can use the service to engage directly with SAS Canola reps. The governments of Canada and Saskatchewan have announced that applications are now being accepted for the 2024 Agriculture Student Scholarship Program. The scholarship amounts have increased this year to $6,000 for the top recipient, as well as three runner-up scholarships of $3,000 each. This year's theme is Farming and Environmental Sustainability. Applicants of the scholarship are encouraged to explore the idea of environmental sustainability within farming and the importance of public perception on modern farming practices. Students are invited to submit a creative three-minute video or 1,000-word essay discussing farming and the environment. 
Scholarships will be awarded to Saskatchewan students in grade 12 and or recent high school GED graduates entering agriculture-related post-secondary studies in the fall of 2024. The deadline for applications is March 1, 2024. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today's sunshine with winds out of the southeast at 40 gusting to 60 kilometers an hour, high of 16 degrees. Tonight, clear, then becoming partly cloudy overnight. Southeast wind at 30 gusting to 50 kilometers an hour, then changing to the northeast at 20 gusting to 40 overnight, low of 3. Partly cloudy tomorrow, northeast wind at 20 gusting to 40 kilometers an hour, high of 11, low 0. Partly cloudy on Friday, high of 10, the low minus 3. Saturday, sunny, high of 12, minus 1 is the low. Sunny on Sunday, high of 15, the low plus 2. Monday, partly cloudy, high of 18, low 3, and Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of 17. Normal highs for this period are around 12, normal lows minus 2. Sun rose at 714 this morning, sun will set at around quarter after 6 tonight. Around the province in Estevan, Swift Current, 11 degrees, Saskatoon, 13, Weyburn and Yorkton, 12. The warm spot in Saskatchewan is in Maple Creek at 15.5. Cool spot in East End at 9.9. In Regina, mainly sunny. Southeast wind at 40 to 52 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 35%. Temperature 13 degrees or 55 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 100.9 and rising. In Moose Jaw, partly cloudy. East-southeast wind at 39 to 50. Temperature 12 degrees. Again in Regina, mainly sunny. Southeast wind at 40 to 52 kilometers an hour. Temperature 13 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter, Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The latest Manitoba crop report suggests harvest progress in the province is at 86%, which is up by only 1% from last week, but still ahead of the five-year average of 81%. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin, and he focuses on the northwest region of the province. He says they've had a few reports on crop yields over the past week. Yeah, we've we've seen that those yields are pretty holding pretty constant from uh, ones that have been reported previously. So spring wheat is yielding somewhere in the 50 to 90 bushel range, and that's going to be quite dependent on uh, moisture and also um, field quality, soil quality. So uh, you know we've seen some anecdotal reports of even higher than 90. So that's that's good news for those farmers. And uh, canola is sitting in the 40 to 55 range still. And, you know, the same scenario there where probably earlier seeded fields um, on better land would have yielded better, whereas, you know, lighter, lighter fields or 
lighter soil and later later seeding would give us lower bushel yields. Soy is still actually a, a, a very promising one because we see for, 45 to 50 bushels there, which is uh, typically, you know, kind of on the high end of what we would see. So that's, that's good news. And, uh, you know, despite the weather in some of the areas that were drier, uh, we also see some fall field work going on. So anhydrous is going in and a bit of harrowing. So farmers are making the most of the, the few days we have left before the weather turns really nasty. Fry says the hard frosts in northwest Manitoba has been receiving over the past few days shouldn't affect crop quality. You know, at this point in time, it's probably more indifferent. Yeah, we have seen some some colder snaps and, you know, for more extended periods over the night. Um, I think, uh, you know, some of the some of the perennial pastures, certainly they'll just kind of keep motoring through. And uh, for winter cereals that are emerging now, those, you know, those are kind of built to, to withstand those frosts. So I think it's kind of an indifferent thing at this point. He adds that livestock producers are now moving their cattle closer to home. We do see a lot of cattle that are getting moved to uh, winter pastures or winter uh, um, yards and, uh, you know, a bit of late season grazing where it's available. In fact, we, we also see, you know, some of those wheat fields and barley fields, uh, oat fields that came off first or some of the silage crops. Um, there is some decent regrowth. So where fencing is available, I think uh, some producers are, are very likely exploring the option to uh, move cattle onto those fields uh, temporarily uh, and then move them home. Um, but yes, you're right. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of livestock and trucks moving around these days. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin. Coming up on SASGAG today, the second edition of the 620 CKRM Ranch Roundup. You're tuned in to Saskag today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskag today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Looked at Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The 620 CKRM Ranch Roundup visited Ceylon Gap Feeders, a large cattle operation located south of the community of Ceylon and just over an hour south of Regina. We brought coffee, muffins, and some bale wire to them. They're very appreciative of the coffee and muffins. The general manager of the operation, Luis Valencina, gave me a tour of the area this morning. This is my conversation with him afterward. All right, so just kind of describe the operation here. When we pulled in, it uh, looked very large. Yeah, it is large. Uh, we run a 20,000 head operation. So oh, we're a finisher feedlot, so whatever comes here goes to slaughterhouses, either in Alberta, U.S., or any other place where they buy the cattle. And to be able to do that, we have to feed lots of grain, silage, hay, uh, use lots of straw in the wintertime, so we have a... Sometimes when we are busy, around 80 to 100 trucks pulling in every day. And, uh, you know, kind of a big operation. You need a lot of employees. So how many how many guys work here? Uh, we are overall 23 guys between part-time and uh, full-time, uh, full year-round. So we try to employ mostly local guys, but uh, we also bring some people from outside. Recently, we brought three Mexican guys, and uh, they came uh, within the year and they are here working with us. 
You were showing us around uh, earlier this morning, the kind of the whole operation, and uh, you, you made a. You mentioned uh, that um, you guys also um, farm, uh, you know, different types of crops and all that around this operation. Kind of uh, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, we farm uh, quite a bit of land around here, mostly neighbor fields. So we purchase over the fields, and uh, it's between 20 and 25 quarters around here. We we do our silage, and we farm some canola too, some pastures around here. Yeah, but mostly to get keep these guys and fed, get, fed these cattle. How were kind of the crops for this year? Uh, they were not really good. Uh, we needed more rain, like, as always, like every year. You need more rain, and probably the timing wasn't right too, but uh, we struggled a little bit, but uh, we will survive. In terms of the calving run, how's that been for this year? I know talking with other ranchers, you know, it's been quite good. Is that kind of the same here? Yeah, it's the same. I mean, when the prices go up, they, they go up to everyone, right? So it's, it's kind of nice to see the prices going up. Awesome. And uh, what, what's kind of your uh, favorite part about uh, being the manager around here? What's Is there kind of a favorite aspect that you have? Or is it just kind of the, you know, the whole day in general? Like, what's your favorite thing? Um, get along with people, right? Uh, be win, with every crew and try to help them to get the job done. Uh, I'm also uh, important part of the planning, like, we try to plan every day ahead so we know what is happening. There is th things that you can control, but uh, you try to get those things as, as low as we can, right? So, yeah, the planning and probably getting along with people, right? that's the best part of my job. Awesome. Is there anything else that you wanted to add? No. Thank you guys for coming, and we're looking forward to see you again. And a thank you to the following sponsors for helping us out. Tim Hortons, Heartland Livestock Moose Jaw, Agriculture in the Classroom, Nick's Service, Linex, Kelvington Stockyards, Wolf Industries, Double R Auctions, Heartland Livestock Yorkton, Shepherd Realty, Mac Auction Company, and Redverse Ag. Coming up next is the Market Update. Here's the Market Update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Canola is down $1.50 at 660 52 Lentils is down $12 to $7.80.50. And number one red spring wheat is down $0.18 cents at $3.21.92. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $509.23. Feed barley, $277.58. Chickpeas, $1036.17. Flax, $611.54. Oats, $294.32. Yellow peas, $387.89. Feed wheat 235.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for December is down four cents to seven dollars and nineteen and a half cents a bushel. Up next is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now here are the latest livestock quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of October 10th. Our last regular sale was on September 27th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $1.30 to $1.44. D3 cows sold from $1.22 to $1.30. Counter cows sold from $1 to $1.22. 
Hafret sold from 225 to 240, and Good Butcher Bowl sold from $1.55 to $1.79. We had our first pre-sorted calf sale of the fall on October 2nd. It's an exciting time to be in the business. 300 to 400 pound steers average $4.94 and sold up to $5.21. 400 to 450 pound steers average $4.68 and sold up to $4.92. 450 to 500 pound steers average $4.32 and sold up to $4.92. 500 to 550 pound steers average $4.13 and sold up to $4.47. 550 to 600 pound steers average $3.80 and sold up to $4.09. 600 to 650 pound steers average $3.70 and sold up to $3.87. 650 to 700 pound steers average $3.61 and sold up to $3.81. Heifers were 50 to 55 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too. The latest pork prices are at $202.36 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Academics at the University of Calgary are calling for a public review of the Alberta Energy Regulator. In a peer-reviewed report issued by the University's School for Public Policy, three authors describe the regulator as secretive and too close to the industry. They say the province's large and growing environmental liability from oil and gas is the result of the regulator consistently favoring business. Alberta now has about 230,000 drilled wells that need to be abandoned and reclaimed, and another 90,000 that have been abandoned but not reclaimed. On the markets, the TSX is up 51 points at 19,552. The Dow is down 108 points to 33,630. Oil is down $1.76 at $84.21 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 73.40 cents US. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Sask Ag Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.